This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Okie dokie, folks. Welcome back. Horticulture's fellow Russian. I am excited. Well, I'm not really excited, excited. Uh, Java, you see this little thing I'm hanging here? It looks like a... It, it uh, looks like a spider a little it bit. It looks like a spider or a <laughs> cluster of worms. Yeah, there you go. This is a cluster of oak flowers that fell on the ground. Oh, man. Yeah, and oak flowers tell me it's time to take antihistamines, and that's the reason <laughs> I'm so cheerful today. <laughs> anyway, we're going to be talking about gardening for the next hour. If you've got something, gardening in the South, if you're from Seattle or you're from France or, or, or any place, just relax. Gardening is the same all over the world. Gardening is the same same you dig some dirt you put something in the green side up and everything is a variation on those things but but we just have different seasons we have different plants uh different attitudes i guess but gardening is the same so wherever you are sit back relax we're gonna be talking about gardening uh and if you're from the south if you're from mississippi or louisiana arkansas alabama tennessee and you've tuned in it's a live program toll free one eight seven seven. MPB ring. Um, I just mentioned, you know, I always like to talk about, uh, I like to have a, a, a native, an edible, and an heirloom. Yeah, you know, those, those, those kind of plants. You know, every way. And I, I, I either get it from my yard, I steal it from people's yards <clears throat> on the way in. Yep. Well, the native plants, oak trees, they're starting to bloom. They, the, these are flowers are called catkins. They're not pretty. They're wind pollinated. They hang down and the wind blows them around. And, and uh, from the male flowers, catkins, and called little female flowers who turn into to uh, acorns, you know, not to get too graphic there. But anyway, oaks are starting to bloom. The leaves are tiny. They're not quite the size of mouse's ears, and that's when people start planting stuff. Um, anyway, great native plants, wind-pollinated before the bees come out, but I have seen a lot of bees the past week and butterflies and little pollinating flies. They're active. They're out there. They're desperately looking for something to feed on. And uh, that means those of you who have wildflowers in your lawn, leave a patch. Come on, mow around a clump of clover. Mow around some dandelions. Mow around some henbit. Leave a little bit of stuff out there to show that you are connected to the real world, not just in a bubble out there. It doesn't hurt your grass. You know, when it comes time to mow your grass, you can just mow right over these little low-growing metal plants, and they'll do fine. If you're in a neighborhood where everything's got to be perfect, I'm not really talking to you. But, oh, no, I am, because you can do it in your backyard. I, you can do it in your backyard. <laughs> you know, you know, whatever you got to put on your bow tie out front, that's fine. But out back, leave a little stuff for nature. Uh, you're talking I, about like a, like a mullet party? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Business in the front, party in the back? <laughs> The mullet, the mullet of yards. Oh, Java, I did not need that. I did not, Actually, I desperately needed that, but I wasn't expecting it. <clears throat> but that's exactly what we're talking about. What, what in the front part in the back? B- business in the front, party in the back. Wow. Wow. Now, I, 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 know, you know, I know you're not making fun of my people here. No, no, but what you said, like you, you, need the, you want the bow tie up front and in the back because a lot of, you know, your, uh, yard associations and, and, and uh, home associations, you know, they have a certain set of standards for their front yard. But I guess the backyard is your, is your domain. Okay, mullet garden. I'm writing that one down. Tree, did, did you come up with that or have you heard it before? No, that was just something. I mean, okay. you know, people say the mullet part of uh, 
uh, business in the front, party in the back. But Mullet Garden. Mullet you, Garden. That, 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 that's on you now. <laughs> that's on you. But anyway, um, it, and there's a lot of wildflowers out there right now, the little low growing things. And let me just to, to name a few. There's Henbit, which is as, up in the Delta, there's just fields of it. It's just it's royal purple. It gets about, oh, anywhere from uh, six inches to eight inches high. It's in the same family as mint. You can eat it. And the flowers, if you look at them up close, individual flowers, they look like little orchids, but bees love them. Uh, dandelions, which stay low. Um, uh, wild onions, wild garlic, plus some other things. Anyway, there's a ton of little little flowers, not knee-high, but little flowers that you can mow, and they still look like a lawn. It's, you know, clovers and stuff. If you can, leave a few of them. Uh, and here's the deal. If you can't, if you cannot tolerate those kind of plants in your lawn, probably too late to spray for them. I noticed uh, when I was working with a couple of landscape consultations that some of the grass is starting to green up. And what will kill these wildflowers? The lawn can tolerate it when it's growing, but when it start, when lawn starts to green up in, in, in March, it's highly sensitive to the same weed killers it could take later. See, so it's just like, you know, kids, you know, we can take two aspirins. Kids can only take half an aspirin. Well, if you have not already treated your weeds, I'm going to say this weekend is probably the last call. It has really passed when I would recommend it. The reason why, the longer you wait, the bigger they get, the more they flower, the weed killers don't work as well. They, they work best on plants sending food down to the roots, and these things are starting to send stuff up into flowers. So weed killers don't work as well uh, in, in March. Uh, the lawn is more sensitive to it. So uh, what I would recommend is if you've got those, just mow them this year. Just mow them this year. Or spot treat a few if you have to. Uh, and by the way, I do not recommend, and, and I'm retired extension, reti- retired university horticulturist. I do not recommend the combination called weed and feed. I don't. It's one of the few products that I say don't use. Nothing wrong with the weed fertilizer. It's a good fertilizer. Nothing wrong with the weed killers. Nah, it's kind of weak. But it's a bad combination. It's sort of like putting sugar in toothpaste. To- toothpaste and sugar. Uh, kids would love it. Yeah, but it, it, but, it, it, but it defeats it, the purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, same thing. Let's wait until April to fertilize your grass, folks. You heard it here. This is Turf Management 101. Let's wait till the grass has greened up and been mowed a time or two before you fertilize it. That's what's best for the grass. Now, I don't I, I don't have a screen here, so I don't know who's... Yeah, what? the first we got, we actually have a full bank of calls. Oh, well, let's do I've, I've just been yammering. Well, no, you've been giving us a, the, the rundown. <laughs> the antihistamines. <laughs> you got to let you go when you're excited. But let's go ahead and uh, go to Tupelo and uh, talk with Madeline. Hey, Madeline, what's going on way up northeast? Good morning, Felder. How are you today? So far, so good. I'm trying to calm down. <laughs> well, I know. I think everybody's getting excited about how pretty this weather's been and this weekend. And yep. I've got two quick questions. I'll ask them and then hang up and listen. But the first is, we had planned this weekend to really start pruning back some, um, like, a limelight hydrangeas, things like that. Mm-hmm. But it's not warmer than we thought, making sure it wasn't too late for that. And then second, this year we're planting kind of a small little fruit vegetable garden for kids to play with um i've got two little blueberry bushes 
got space for other stuff. I'm going to see what else you'd recommend we put that would be fun for kids. Okay, well, don't don't hang up. Let me because I, I got a, uh, I want to ask you about the second one. But the first one, you know, it doesn't matter if it's 30 degrees or 83 degrees. If you're going to prune them, you're going to prune them. Plants don't care. See, so you're to cut that stuff off anyway. So don't 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 worry about the weather. A lot of stuff is starting to sprout out. My roses have got buds on it. My figs are starting to sprout out. But the stuff that you would cut off, you would have cut off a month ago anyway. See, so don't let the new stuff on what you were going to cut off throw you. If you want to prune them, go ahead and get it done. I think that's important. Uh, but as far as the kids, you know, I work with, uh, with, with Youth Gardens, American Horticulture Society, uh, literally coast to coast. And I, I visit them you know, all over the place. Uh, I actually wrote two children's gardening books. And I've got a, 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 a brochure thing. It's actually several pages that's printable that I email people for free. That's got really good plants that kids enjoy growing. Not what we think they will enjoy growing, but things that kids actually enjoy growing. And some really fun, simple, little, easy, kid-doable projects. And if you'll send me an email uh, and just say, you know, kids garden thing, then then uh, then I'll send it to you. And the email, just go to felderrushing.blog, not net or anything, but felderrushing.blog. It's got a little things to email me. Uh, but right off the bat, let me mention this. Planting stuff is good for kids, but they don't have that long sense of continuity that we do. It's immediate. So instead of saying, we're planting sunflowers, say, we're planting sunflower seed. And they'll grow into sunflowers. Meanwhile, can you draw and color and cut out a sunflower? We'll put it on a stick out there where the seeds are. You, you, see, oh, what you see what I'm saying? You know, give them something for the here and now. And if they make sunflowers, that's great. But, you know, by the time they grow, some of these kids are going to be whole different kids by then. They'll have moved on. <laughs> see, so, so, you know, keep it in focus. We're planting sunflower seeds. The quickest way to get kids involved in gardening is to, to get them to plant some useful culinary herbs. I'm thinking mint, oregano, a month from now some basil, because they can take a, a, oregano and put it in chili or on pizza or, or spaghetti and pizza, so they have ownership of their food. And you don't have to wait for something to happen. Oregano is ready to pick the day you plant it. See, so, so think about things that, that they can relate to, like to, to food. And nothing is quicker, more instant gratification. Getting them to go cut some of your oregano. We're going to put it on a pizza or in some spaghetti. Excellent. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Okay. Appreciate it. Need to get out. We need to open some windows. <laughs> Who else we got here? We're going to Mobile now and uh, talk with OG Son. OG Son in Mobile. OG Son, good morning. Good morning, Felder. Uh, how are you? So far, so good. What you got going on? First, first of all, first of all, congratulations to your great show. Thank I you. Every, every, every Saturday, and as you can hear from my deep southern accent, <laughs> I, I was I was born in Germany. Yeah. And when I hear you, the title of of your show, Gestalt Gardener. I always think, what kind of gestalt is this gardener? <laughs> so, so every Saturday, I think I need to call him, but but uh, I'm sitting in the car, so it's not that easy. So, there, I know there's gestalt therapy. Yes. And there is gestaltung in German, which uh, means design. 
But there must be more to that. Why you called it Gestalt Gardner? That's, that's, a, that's a really, really good question. Uh, and we started this a long time ago. I, I do garden consultations. And if you listen to my program, you know that, that I celebrate everything. You know, when you scrub your fingers, yeah. your fingernails, your fingers tingle. That's part of gardening. Uh, a, garden, a garden is more than just what you're doing. It's more than just a place. It's an attitude. You bring to your garden who you are, and you create it based on your experiences, and, it, and, and you direct what's going on in the garden. That's Gestalton psychology, just applied to gardening is all, instead of yeah. oh. interpersonal relationships. And then, by the way, I've, I've, I study psychology and sociology, so this is not an, a new term. Anyway, somebody suggested one time, uh, a psychologist, when I was doing the garden, he said, you know, this very Gestalt approach, I said, you know what, that's the name of my program. Okay, well, you know, there is gestalt uh, therapy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Another question. Uh, are you soon coming to Mobile? Are you coming to the to the flower show? Or when, you know, when, I, when I, I, they usually have me at the flower show every every two or three years, and they haven't seen anything to, because of COVID. You know, I haven't heard anything. You know, a lot of times, you know, they forget about us old folks. Okay. But uh, but oh. I'd, I'd love to come down there. Yeah, how would I know that you come? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. You know, the way they advertise it. Um, so anyway, when, no, I, when, I, I, when I'm doing a program, you know, I, I talk about it. But, you know, unless – and like I said, I've lectured there numerous times over the year, over the year, lots of times. So they, they, they know me there. Could I send you an email and that you inform me when you'll be in Mobile? Sure. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Well, I uh, – yeah, go ahead. No, 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 danke. Okay, yeah, finish then. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Great you, you See you. You know, I, I've been to Germany several times. International Felder. Yeah, International Felder. Matter of fact, my book on bottle trees and other garden glass, I've got a, a pictures. I have several, a whole spread about pictures from a, a German a, a glass forest. All the the trees and everything. There's so many different shapes and points around and all, and they're like twenty, twenty five feet tall, and they're all made out of glass. Wow! And I drove. I mean, I flew to Germany, rented a car, and drove up in the Alps just to photograph that garden. Oh wow! Yeah, but you know that's where a lot of uh, the fine art glass originated. Yeah. So anyway, who we got? Well, let's yeah, let's bring it back. Um, thank you, OG Son, for uh, talking with us today. Let's go to Francis. In Natchez. Hey, Francis. Good morning. Hey, Felder. How you doing? So far, so good. Me and Java whooping it up here. Yeah, I had to get Java straight a few minutes ago, but uh, yeah, no, Francis. Tell me, tell everybody what you told me. <laughs> I told Java. Uh, he's uh, talking, always talking about uh, shrimp and grits. Man, you had never uh, uh, had nothing better till you had some white perch, brim, grits with butter, eggs, and uh. A cup of coffee, it'll get your day started. He said yeah. it right this morning, yep. Felder. A little, little salt and pepper to me. Uh, repeat that? A, a, little, a little salt and pepper, and I'm on the same page. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what can we help you with garden-wise? Now you got our stomachs rumbling. <laughs> but uh, I got two questions for you, uh, Felder. One, I, I'm not for sure if, it's, if I heard it right, but the camellia bush, you know, uh, is this the same bush that you make tea out 
Uh, sort of. You know, there, there's a lot of different members of the camellia family. It's a big family of shrubs. And the, the two most common ones we grow, the camellia japonica, is what's blooming right now. Big old flowers. Blooms in the wintertime. Back in the fall, there's one called camellia sasanqua. It's a small tree, large shrub, and it's got smaller flowers, but it blooms in the fall. Well, there's a third one called camellia sinensis, which sort of means Chinese. Uh, Camellia sinensis has little flowers, about the size of a quarter, I guess, and they're kind of hidden down in the foliage. But all the tea in China is made from the leaves of Camellia sinensis, and it grows perfectly well in the yard. It's just not real showy like the other ones. Okay. And and my next question is, uh, have you ever heard of peppergrass? And if so, where can you find it growing here? You know, I'm an old guy. I've been doing this a long time, and I want to say that I've heard of peppergrass, but I'm drawing a blank. But you know what? When we play a tune a little bit, I'll 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 Google it real quick and see what I can come up with. Okay. Well, thanks a lot, dude. You, you be, oh, and, and by the way, you can grow the the tea camellia, camellia sinensis. If you Google it, just tea camellia, it comes up. We got some folks down at Picayune who have acres and acres and acres. They make tons of tea from right. camellia sinensis grown down uh, down near Poplarville, and it grows in the yard perfectly fine. Okay. You can make you can make your own. That's right. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know that, that unless you put a lot of sugar in it and make it sweet tea, it's not going to go with all those perks you're talking about. Oh, sure. I'm just saying. <laughs> See you, my friend. Okay. Thanks a lot, Bill. You bet. Man, he was. Do you do the talk show? I mean, the the food show too. Yeah, deep south. Dining. Okay, yeah, That's yeah. where Francis he, he heard me uh, <laughs> rag about uh, shrimp and grits because I do love that combination. Now you're talking about perching grits. Now I'm gonna have to try that one time. But before we go to our break, uh, let's talk to um, Jim and Jackson. Then we'll take a break. Okay. Good morning, Jim. Howdy. Good morning, Felder. Jim Rosenblatt here with a question about my fire pit. Okay. I've, I've burned uh, quite a few branches and logs. And I've got a good bit of ash in that fire pit. Mm-hmm. What use? What use could I make of that in the yard, if any? Well, yeah, I mean, you you could spread. The only thing that I would not use it in uh, would be under azaleas or blueberries because they really like an acidic soil. But uh, but wood ashes, they've got a lot of potassium. They got some other micronutrients, so there's some nutrients, but they're highly alkaline. They're really alkaline, so if you dump them, they can temporarily burn the area. So what you do is you spread them across the lawn and your flower beds and your garden. Put some at your around your okra down at the law school, but you know just just you know a good a good heavy dusting, not a pile. And then you can put them in the same place uh, two or three times a year because they dissolve and wash away pretty quick. So you know you can put it in your in your your garden two or three times a year and just scatter the rest under your shrubs across your grass. But keep them away from the azaleas? Azaleas and blueberries. You know, those in particular, you know, like a, an, an acidic soil, and I wouldn't put them under there. And if you put them under hydrangeas, your hydrangeas will go blue instead of pink. Oh, okay. Well, thanks very much. Bobby. All right. Good to hear from you. All righty, Java. Let's take a little quick break. Well, I, no, no, I what? I no, you, 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 I'm sorry. I was a backseat driver. No, you, but I think I might have misspoke a little too early. I saw the exit sign a little too <laughs> too quick. But let's let's go to uh, John in Mobile, and I promise we'll take a break after this. Okay. Hey, John. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, Felder. Uh, got a quick question on uh, passion fruit trees and sumo trees. Will they grow in Mobile area? Okay, passion fruit trees, and what was the second one? Sumo. Don't know it. Got got another name? Uh, like, a tan, like, a, like a tangerine. 
really ugly looking. Yeah, well, citrus are are borderline on the Gulf Coast. A lot of people grow them, uh, and even further north, you know, you get up as you know, forty miles from the coast, you still have reasonable chance of 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 growing citrus. In general, though, citrus gets damaged even in Florida, so it's just a gamble. You know, if you put citrus trees okay. in a kind of protected area. Prune them to where they're more like little bonsai, open, big shrubs instead of small trees. They got a pretty good chance. Uh, but as, as far as the others, tropical, subtropical plants, you know, they just don't like our, you know, they 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 just don't do well along the Gulf Coast. We have a few, but um, I just have, I, I don't. I think the passion fruit thing, you're gonna have to grow it in a big pot because you start seeing them growing outside from uh, Orlando South. You don't see them really up okay. in the panhandle, even in Florida. So they're tropical plants. Yeah, I kind of figured, but uh, I'd, I'd rather try to grow one than spend four bucks for one one little passion fruit that gives you two teaspoons of, of goodness. Yeah, well, you know, it's just like tomatoes. Tomatoes are big, <laughs> big red bags of water to me. You know, yeah, they got some nutrition, yeah. but they're they're mostly bags of water. Uh, and and the other thing about growing uh, tropical fruits, they don't produce that much. So you grow it for for pride, you grow it for a sense of accomplishment, uh, pride in workmanship. Uh, but, you know, so if it costs you fifty bucks, you know, by gosh, you grew it. But that that's, that's right. and uh, and even then, some of the the smaller citrus like Satsumas, you know, they do really really well uh, on the coast, and they grow well in big pots, and they produce a lot per plant in a small area. So if you're looking for production, I stick with things like Sats, uh, not Satsumas, kumquats. Kumquats are really, really good, easy oh, yeah. plants, and produce a lot for in return for your effort. All righty. Well, I appreciate your help, fellas. Okay. Have, have fun. Appreciate it. All right. Take care. Okay. You know, uh, Java, we're taking a break now? Are you going to take another side trip? No, we, we don't. We have to uh, get some more calls, so let's go ahead and take a break. And uh, let's go ahead and spin our uh, cheesy tune for today. Okay, and, uh, you know, I had a whole bunch of tunes lined up, and I'm thinking, you know, this it's going to be 83 today. And, folks, it is too early to plant tomatoes. It's too <laughs> early to plant zinnias. It's too early. We have this thing called blackberry winter. Blackberry winter always happens Every year, and people always act like it never happened, is when everybody gets excited, the feels great, the bees are buzzing, flowers, we get out and plant stuff, and then we have that late frost or late freeze. It's called blackberry winter, happens every year. So just hold off, hold off. Well, you can plant English peas right now and carrots and beets. You can plant all sorts of stuff, but just wait on your summer stuff and Three or four weeks. Come on. We'll be right back with more of the the Gestalt Garden here on Mississippi Public Broadcasting right after this. your hat leave your worries on the doorstep just direct your feet to the sunny side of the street I can't you hear that bitter pot and that happy tune is your step 
Life can be so sweet on the sunny side of the street. I used to walk in the shade with those blues on parade. But I'm not afraid, cause the rover, he got over. If I never had a cent, I'd be rich as Rockefeller. All those chicks round my feet on the sunny, sunny side of the street. Okie dokie, folks. Welcome back. Horticulture's fellow Russian me and Java whooping it up in here. Uh, old Frank Sinatra talking about the sunny side of the street. Well, get out and enjoy this weather. Dig some dirt. Turn some stuff over. Uh, pluck some wildflowers. Put them in a vase. Enjoy. Um, but don't do a whole lot of summer stuff yet. We're still a good, um, I'm not going to say a month away. We're, we're three weeks away from when I would feel comfortable setting out. And it's not just the air temperature either. It's the soil temperature. The dirt is going to be cold, and every time we get a rain in March, it's a cold rain, and that's what causes root rots and stunted plants and all like that. So from the plant's point of view, I'm looking at it from your, from your beans and your tomatoes and peppers, your basil. Please don't put us out in that cold dirt. <laughs> Please give us a little chance to get a little warm up. Anyway, you know, give us a call. It's toll free one eight seven seven MPB ring. Who we got, Sir Java? Uh, we got Mike in Hernando. Hey, Mike, what's going on up in DeSoto County? Hey, Felder, I'm driving in on a, one of the rural roads up here through monstrous fields, and some of these things are absolutely covered with little bitty purple flowers. Yeah. And I, I don't know what they are, and I was wondering if you knew what they were. I do, I do. As a matter of fact, it grows, it probably has some in your lawn when you get home. Uh, if you look at it up close, the little individual flowers look like little furry orchids. Uh, that's a mm-hmm. member of the mint family. It's edible, and it's called henbit, H-E-N-bit. And, uh, and, it, and it grows over the wintertime, blooms now. As soon as it gets hot, it's gone. It's, compl- you know, it, it, it's strictly a late winter and spring mm-hmm. thing. But it's a great, yeah, seen, great pollinator plant. I've seen, them every, I've seen them every year. And, I mean, the fields here, you know, several thousand acres of them. And the field looks purple. I think they're gorgeous. Yeah. I didn't know you could eat them. Yeah, in, uh, yeah henbit. It's in the mint family. It, it doesn't have a, a mint flavor or mint uh, odor or anything like that. But it's perfectly edible. But that, that's, oh, hen, wow. that's henbit. And I tell you another one you're going to see. You're going to see a lot of yellow stuff out there. Not you know there's a you know down along the, the in the shade of wet areas is a a yellow plant. But the one that you'll see out in people's in fields and all this yellow, each of the flowers is real satiny. It's real. It's like a, a pearlescent look. Uh, and that's a native ranunculus that's out there. So you'll see the per. You know if you're an LSU or an Alcorn fan, you know we got it covered with the ranunculus and the henbit. Sorry, Java. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> hey, well, one other question. How can I con- How do I contact you? Do you have email or something? Yeah, you go to felderrushing.blog, and it's got a little thing that says email me. Okay. Dot blog, did you say? Yeah, yeah. You just, just do, do, do Felder Rushing blog, and it comes up. There's an old website I've got called felderrushing.net, but I haven't looked at that thing. In fact, I don't even know how to. I never go. Felder Rushing blog. 
All right, I'll do it. I'm going to send you some stuff. All right. Appreciate it. Thank you, Hands on the wheel. Okay, John, what's up? Oh, man, we're trying to see if we can get some more calls. one mpb ring I ain't got any right now? No. <laughs> okay, well, it's time for me to talk then. Folks, if you want me to shut up, give us a call. one mpb ring uh, Java, I just sent you a picture of a little pea I planted. I planted some English peas. Now, how long before you planted that? Because it has a little sprout on it. Uh, about a week. Okay. Uh, matter of fact, last week, I took some seeds and I rolled them up in a paper towel, mm-hmm. stuck in a, in a plastic bag, and just barely more moistened it, you know, and uh, three days later, I unrolled it, and they had started to sprout. Yeah. So then I just put them where I wanted out in the yard, in my little flower bed, uh, and then covered it with a little mulch, and they're already poking, you know, the leaves, uh, their roots, what, about an inch, two inches long, and the top's an inch long. Anyway, as soon as they get some sunshine, they start, boom, Boss, they start yeah. growing their leaves. So, anyway, it's a great time to plant English peas. Uh, edible pod peas, or the the ones where you actually eat the peas, they like cool weather. You know, February, March, and uh, the trick is you plant them in little groups here and there, so that they come up and grow. But you still have plant places in between to plant your peppers and tomatoes and stuff like that. But you can also put out broccoli and cabbage and uh, cauliflower. Those things grow really, really well in Mississippi in March early April, and you harvest them before it gets too hot. Just plant them, give them a little space, so a month or so from now you can stick summer stuff in between them. You know, intercrop, it's okay. It's like mixing stuff on your plate when you go to a buffet. You don't have to fill it up with mashed potatoes and gravy. You can put stuff off to the side and, you know, stick them. You, you get the idea. Anyway, we got a call? Yeah, we got a several callers. I think they didn't want to just... <laughs> shut, shut up, Felder. <laughs> so let's go to let's go to Mikey and Mobile first. Hey, Mikey, good morning. Felder, I love to hear you talk, first of all, okay? And well, I love you. speaking with you, sir. Um, well, thank uh, you. Um, and I love hearing the other people that call in, too. Like um, uh, uh, the, the fellow that called in and was asking about um, Gasol okay. Gardner. Yep. And... Um, it, it set me to thinking, you know, about my grandmother and the things that she'd pass on to me and the things that I passed on and do pass on to other people and stuff like that. Yep. And it, it comes down to one simple sentence. What's that? I mean, to be, to be overbold, okay? This is an overbold thing on my part, I'm sure. That um, you can't have a garden without a gardener. Yeah, that's, that's, that's part of the Gestalt thing. Gardener is a central to the process. That's, a, that's really Even good. Even if it's dead people, as you say, <laughs> yeah. roses, right? There's yeah. still people, right? Yeah. Come on. Yeah, yeah. there's. You know, I, I give lectures around the country, literally all over the country, uh, about what I call the the, the garden tri- the three chords of gardening. You can play, row 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 your boat with just one one chord. You know, yep. one and if you have two chords, you can, you know, play more. And then, so, but the more chords you have, but after a while, you only really need three chords to play almost any song on a guitar. Well, gardening is the same way. The three chords of garden is plants, which will grow by themselves, but it ain't a garden. A uh, process, you know, where do you put it? Do you water it? Do you prune it? That you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, which shows, you know, we're starting to organize the plants, but then people, the personality and the the style and all like that. So plants process and people and you can't have a garden without all three but i have to backtrack just a moment on myself here okay okay we got because other the, we, we the, got other callers so make it quick the squirrels started laughing at me all right yeah 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good to thank hear from you, Mikey. Thank you. See you later. See you later. All right. Now let's say go See to, you later. Uh, let's go from Mobile to Purvis and talk with Cheryl. Good morning, Cheryl. How are you? I'm I'm just fine. I, I got a, a a question about my poor old sad centipede grass, and um, I've tried and tried, and we've not been real successful at it. Uh, I wanted to know what I know. You don't fertilize till you've mowed a few times, mm-hmm. and uh, but I want to know what is the very best fertilizer that you can put on it. We haven't fertilized it in. Uh, probably five years. Okay. So, the the very best fertilizer for centipede and for St. Augustine. Yeah, that's what we've got. Is, 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 it, it, I'm not making this up. Far better than anything else The stuff they sell as centipede food. Okay. And the first and third numbers will be the same with a zero middle number. You don't have to go with gimmicks. You know, it's got extra iron. All that. But the first and third number are the same. But it's, it's, it's got the long-lasting, slow-acting type of of nitrogen and it's got the winterizer and all that so if you'll put centipede food out i'm gonna say every three or four years and then moha you know every year would be fine but every couple of years would be okay every three or four years is is fine and then mohai your grass will be those are the two things you could do to have the thickest healthiest lawn possible okay and uh, just sometime in april centipede food every at least every three or four years Better every couple of years. Once a year, starting to push it. Okay. All right. I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, all right. Much. You bet. Thank you. Okay. And by the way, uh, the, the 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 Gestalt guy from 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 Germany in Mobile. OG son. Yeah. The next time I'm gonna the, the next program I'm giving is actually be on. It's on the other side of the coast of Mississippi. I'm gonna be giving a program this coming Tuesday evening at the at the Kiln Library. Kill K I L N at the Kill, the Kill Public Library. It's going to be uh, Tuesday, March the eighth. I'm going to start at six thirty, so get there early. But uh, the library in Kiln, Tuesday, March the eighth at six thirty. We're going to be whooping it up. We're going to be whooping it up because that's what I do. I don't have a job. My job is to go out and whoop it up, and which is what we're doing here on MPB. Now, let's move it up with uh, <laughs> Kathleen, who I believe is on the road, but she's in Fulton, Fulton County. Is that correct, Kathleen? Um, Itawamba County. Itawamba County. There ain't nothing in Itawamba County. You got to go. No, no, I'm thinking it's a Queen of County. Sorry. <laughs> um, I have uh, native tulip trees. Yeah. The ones that get real, real big. Right. I do down here. And I wonder, when do they bloom? When can I expect to see some blooms? Uh, the, the, the tulip poplar, some people call it, uh, 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 it's related to magnolia. Um, it typically blooms just about when it starts to leaf out, which is going to be, oh, about a month or so from now. A lot of times you can't really see the flowers because even though they're pretty good size, they're the size of an egg cup, and they're beautiful flowers, but they're hidden in those big old leaves just about when it leaves out. Okay, thanks, because I know there are hosts from... For some of the butterflies. Oh yeah, well, yeah, it, and, and 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 the, the leaves are uh, is important to the butterflies of the flowers. There's a lot, a lot of a lot of people don't realize that many of our butterflies, our big butterflies, depend on the leaves of trees for the caterpillars. You know, so we we just think about attracting butterflies for the pollen, but you know, their na- our native trees support incredible number of big butterflies from the caterpillars. And they have beautiful leaves. 
Yeah, they do. They do. And as a matter of fact, a lot of people uh, think the tulip poplar, you know, the flower looks sort of like a tulip, but also the leaves are shaped like the silhouette of a tulip, but they're big. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you. I appreciate it, and I, I didn't mean to say anything bad about Issaquina County. Sorry about that. <laughs> Wait, she didn't say it. So she said Itawamba County. Yeah, Itawamba County. Uh, it it a county. So it, it a county. Well, let's 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 hop help, out of, help me, job. Help out of me. Mississippi real quick. <laughs> so, out of all these eighty-two counties, and let's go to Allen, who's actually calling from Alabama. Hey, Allen, where are you, man? I'm in Wilmer, Alabama. How's everything going? Fine, Wilmer. You know they got a speed trap there. I'm just I saying, every time no, I go no, through Wilmer, like, I think about the ticket I got that time. Be careful. I I understand a couple of the deputy sheriffs here uh, here 40 years ago. The policeman stopped a deputy there in Mobile. And so the deputy just called one of the other deputies up there to him. And the reason the Wilmer policeman stopped him was speeding. Well, the two deputies, they just handcuffed the man, put him in his back seat, and then took off at the left. <laughs> and, and so they did. They did not have any uh, religion at all. They would. They would stop another police officer. So it took this. Uh, the captain asked the man. I said, "How long did y'all conspire on this report?" The next morning, he said, "Long enough to get it right." There you go. Well, but I was. My daughter and I were, were were following each other down to Mobile, and uh, and I said, "When we get to Wilmer, you need to slow down." When she slowed down, sure enough, just in time to see me being pulled over. <laughs> anyway, oh, what you what you got what what you got going on? What's up with gardening? All right. Okay. Um, when we when the figs start growing, we have a good crop of figs, but then of course all of the bugs that are up in the fig tree. Yep. And I guess aphids, but in all the wasps and flies. What do I do to control that so that we can get in there and not have such a problem? Well, the the, the first thing is hardest if you if you didn't already do this, and that's to keep the plant pruned into a big bush instead of a small tree. Uh, I started mine out two years ago. I cut it off at uh, at ankle high when I planted. Last year, I cut all those stems back two feet long. This year, I cut the new stems off. So I've got a bush that's loaded with short twigs, and I'll be able to pick it. But more important, I can throw some netting over it. And this is what this is what what you got to do with figs. Either that or just, you know, try to get out there and pick the figs before the birds get to them. You got to stay on top of them just about every day. But uh, I, you know, if you can prune it and throw some netting over it, this is this this works. This this just works. But there's no sprays or anything like that that you can use. So, so not much else I can say about that. I mean, really. Other than just living with them, beating them to it, or or fencing them out with the netting, that's going to be it. Okay, well, that's good enough then. Okay. Yeah, well, it, it's not South Alabama redneck. Yeah, it ain't good enough, but it is the way it is. <laughs> All right, that's, that's good enough. I'll just stop there then. Yeah, I, I, here, here's my philosophy in order of importance. If you can't fix it, flee it, or fight it, flow with it. Yes, sir. I <laughs> anyway, good luck on it, man, and, and watch your speed. Yes, sir. I'm good on that. Okay. Have a great day. <laughs> Thank you. You know, how it, long it, ago was this ticket, Felder? Uh, about four years ago. 
and you still is still itching on it. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, Wilmer, you know, it's a cool little town. Yeah. But it's as soon as you get into Alabama, you know, headed towards Mobile from 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 Hattiesburg, uh-huh. and they're just waiting on you because <laughs> if, you know you've been on this little country road, and all all of a sudden, boom, it just opens up as four lane and. They said, "Nope, not here." <laughs> and you know, and I, 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 okay, I, I earned the, the 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 right to be given a speeding ticket. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we often I, do. I own that. <laughs> I own that. So who we got here? Uh, let's talk with Bruce in Adamsville, Tennessee. Hey, Bruce. Good morning, sir. Good morning. How you doing, Felder? So far, so good. What you got going on? I got a couple questions. One is um, I was out looking at the garden, seeing what was going on, and uh, I got a raised bed, and I got all these onions growing, which I planted, you know, last year and the year before. Uh-huh. But, I mean, they're just piled and piled on top of each other. Yeah. Should I, should I dig them up and separate them? Are these multiplying-type onions, or are they the, the bulb-type onions? They'll be the bulb type. Yeah, no, they need to, each one of these have its own elbow room. You know, when you look at people oh, who've been growing right. onions a long time, you know, they got uh, two or three inches between them because they, you know, they, and here's another weird thing about onions is if you don't do this, you're not going to have good onions. Uh, onion growers plant them real shallow because they don't have any roots at all. The roots are right under that bulb, but the bulb needs to spread out halfway or more out of the ground. You know, they pull the dirt back from it when it starts to make a bulb. So when when okay. you see onions that people have been growing for a long time, you know, they're always, when they're ready to harvest, they're almost sitting on top of the ground. Yeah, they just grow better. And also, because onions have such shallow roots, you need to spoon feed them. You need to give them a little fertilizer two or three times because it washes right past the roots if you don't. So a little bit of fertilizer two or three times and give them all elbow room or they just won't make well, that's what I thought I needed to separate them. I mean, they've just been growing, so I, yeah. you know, I haven't even noticed them. Uh, another question fast. Is it too late to trim fruit trees and stuff? No, if you're going to cut a branch off, it, the branch doesn't care whether you cut it off now or two months ago. Uh, gotcha. you know, if you waited this late, though, if you know, uh, if you, if you know you're going to prune it, and you, your heart, your your mind is steeled. So you're gonna do it. Then why not let them flower first, and then cut them off? At least enjoy the flowers, give the bees and pollinators something. Just don't let those flowers soften your heart. Make your mind up what you're no. gonna prune, and prune it off, whether it's, it's naked in the wintertime or, or right after flowering. Well, I'll tell you. I mean, cutting them back, I get more fruit. It's just it, it, my damn squirrels. <laughs> no. I can't beat them. I've, the, I've netted. I've netted a tree to see if that works. And yeah, I, think I found his squirrels in there playing around eating and nothing. You know? <laughs> I, I know. Hey, I, I was raised up at the Delta by a horticulture's great grandmother who had a a four ten shotgun. She got for eleven dollars from Sears and Roebuck. That's 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 how we control the squirrel. But we also ate them. You know, squirrels, the yeah. other white meat. Yeah. But anyway, no, there's not much. You know, you, you, there's not a commercial grower on earth who doesn't prune every single year. The only people who don't prune their fruit trees every year are gardeners who think they're hurting the tree. No, I'm just, I just got so much going. That, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm going to do this today. I'm going to do, and of course, today is gone. And tomorrow says no. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know. Okay. Hey, listen. You have a great day and a good weekend. Thanks, Bruce. Appreciate it. You too. Yeah, yeah I'll talk to you down the road. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> he didn't like his squirrels. But anyway, that's the way it is. Uh, we're going to take a little bit of a short break. Uh, Java, my heirloom plant of the year, uh, of the week, you know, I bring an edible, which is my sweet peas. 
a native, which is my oak flowers. This little thing right here is everywhere. It's a little bulb, and it sends up these stalks, and they got little bell-shaped flowers, and each little petal has got a green dot on I it. I see the green dot on there. Everybody calls this snowdrops, or they call it lily of the valley. It's not. It's called snowflake. Snowflake has got the little green dots on it, and it's real common, old heirloom plant. Snowdrops are have got wings on them, and they've got little hearts on them. And literally, the valley doesn't even grow in Mississippi. <laughs> anyway, snowflake, they're blooming. Woohoo! We could take a break and come right back with the Gestalt Gardener here on Mississippi Public Broadcasting. I'm Josie Bidwell, nurse practitioner and associate professor of preventive medicine at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. On Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit, there's information you can use to help maintain a healthy lifestyle. Just search for Southern Remedy on your favorite podcasting app. Okie dokie, folks. Welcome back. We've got the lines wide open. You want to give us a call? It's toll-free, 1-877-MPB-RING. we got lots of time to talk with folks. So give us a call, won't you? Uh, meanwhile, uh, Java... Uh, you said mullet garden. You said was it business out front? Yeah, business out front. Party in the back. Party in the back. I'm I'm having I'm I'm right writing this out. Party in the back. <laughs> yeah, because so, in the front, you know, a lot of times when you have those uh, neighborhoods and things, and they have those yard of the month, they really are kind of just going off that front facing. You know, but because you never know what's really happening in somebody's backyard. I'm with you, but you know, I mean, I'm, I'm getting a column out of this. <laughs> you know, how do you get away with stuff? Well, think mullet. In the, you know, and the, <laughs> I got to play around with this. And uh, by the way, um, I want to mention again, I'm going to be at the Kiln, K I L N Library um, this coming Tuesday evening. It's going to be at 6.30. It's a free program, starting at 6.30. Let's get there early, and um, we're going to have a little bit of fun. If you know of a library uh, anywhere in the state that would like to have a, a, a program, just have them get in touch with me. I, mean, do, I do library talks all the time and all over the place, uh, and it's fun because when you go to a library, it's not just a garden club or just the master gardeners or just the plant nerds. It's people who just like to grow stuff, and it's a really interesting blend of people, sort of like a, going to a football game or a buffet. You never know who's going to be standing next to you, but the only thing they have in common is gardening. So anyway, if you know a library and wants to do that, especially with Library Week coming up in February... So who we got here? Uh, let's talk to Barbara in Flowood. Hey, you got the you got the screen up now. Yeah, we're at the end of the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, Barbara. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. How are you? Well, I'm, I'm not quite as cheerful as you, but I'm doing okay. Hey, sun shining. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's so going on? Yes. I have this flower bed on the north side of my house. Mm-hmm. And it has a mushrooming fungus in it. Yeah. Yeah. How do I get rid of that? You I mean, can. it's all over. And if you rake across it with a rake, it sounds like you're scraping over cardboard. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. 
Yeah, the bottom line is you can't. Mushroom is, you know, f- fungi don't have flowers. They have what they call fruiting bodies. And a mushroom is a fl- fruiting body. It's the flower. It's the mushroom's version of a flower. You got a happy mushroom, happy fungus out there. And the fungus itself decays old organic matter, old bark, stuff like that. And generally, it's beneficial. It's a good thing. There's nothing you can do that will kill it anyway. There's really not. So uh, the, with the mushrooms. The puff balls, the stink horns, all those kind of things, when they pop up, if you can't just say, woo, the f- happy fungus, I mean, you know, it's a sunny day, the fungus is happy too, uh, then just knock them over. You know, work up, work, well, up the, work up the mulch a little bit, make it where it's better, dry, not packed down so tight, put some fresh mulch over the top, and that'll help. But there's nothing that'll kill a fungus. There, there's not. Okay. Thank you so much. You have a great weekend. Okay, but just keep in mind, even your fungus is happy on a day like this. It's ha- it's uh, having okay. it's <laughs> woo. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> What's up now? now am, am I getting silly here? No, no, that was. I mean, you gave it a straight. When answer. she started out being, it's a great day. I'm thinking <laughs> your your fungus is happy too. Yeah, now that's the way to look at it too. <laughs> it's a gestalt thing, ma'am. <laughs> Let's talk with. Um, uh, last caller of the day, and it'll be Hibbit, Hibbit in Jackson. Hey, Hibbit, good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, fellow. Great. I, I had a turkey fig. I didn't like the, the figs. It, it got like a tree, and then I bought a Celeste fig. Mm-hmm. I believe that's what it was. And and I've had it for about three years, and it just doesn't seem to want to grow very fast. Yeah, well, well, here's, you know, we have Yazoo clay in Jackson, and figs native to the Mediterranean, they don't really like to stay really, really wet, and Yazoo clay stays wet all winter, and every time it rains, it just stays wet longer than figs normally like, uh, because they're Mediterranean plants. So if you can make the, if you can loosen the soil, make the, the, the original hole wider, you know, just make it as wide as possible. You don't have to really till it or dig it. Just crack it open a little bit. And then under the tree, put you some real tree leaves for mulch. And and then sprinkle it with a little lime. Mediterranean is, is alkaline soil. A little bit of lime, some tree leaves, nice wide hole. And uh, it'll grow a better root system, and the top will respond accordingly. Great advice. Thank you, Felder. Okay, good to hear from you, Hibbert. Take care. You too. All righty. Java and his mullet garden. I love it. I, I just love it. Business up front, party in the back. Yeah, I mean, hey, it's, it, it, it works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we've had a good time talking about gardening with a lot of, a lot of variety of stuff, vegetables, lawns, uh, fruits, wildflowers, uh, all sorts of stuff today. And if you have questions during the week, you can send me an email. Go to Felder Rushing blog. Not n- nothing else, no website or anything, blog. And it has a little thing that says email me. Uh, meanwhile, I hope to see some of y'all down in Kiln this coming Tuesday evening, starting at 630. Get there early. I'll be there early. Uh, probably be there in my pickup truck with all the stuff in if I get it cranked up because the battery went dead. Wait a minute. Yeah, you know, just, you know, just it happens. It's that's an old a, truck. A trip to the auto store. Yeah, yeah that's right. right. That's right. Uh, it, meanwhile, it is a pretty weekend. This is a good time to plant English peas and and, and stuff like that to get the garden re- broccoli and cabbage if you can find them hold off on the tomatoes and peppers if you can another three or four weeks if you can make yourself the plant says please don't put us in that cold dirt and uh 
Got some wildflowers out there. Notice the butterflies and the bees that are happy that you don't have a mow, a, a, a wall-to-wall industrial lawn. Take a kid to a farmer's market. Take a kid to a to a, uh, a, a garden center. Show them how to do what we do best, and that's get dirty. See y'all next week. If you're a sustaining member of MPB Think Radio, we appreciate your support of our programs. To become a sustainer, go to mpbonline.org.